What's going on, internet? The Black Hokage here, aka TVH, and I'd like to welcome you back to Hokage Thoughts, the show where ain't no hoes, but we do think out loud here at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you use to listen to this show. Today, in which I'm recording this episode, is April 16th, 2019, and we've got a lot to talk about today. But before we get into things, uh, quick, just a little note. For those of you unaware, uh, PSN on the PS4, you're now allowed to switch your username. Uh, it took the whole damn console generation for Sony to finally get it right because people have been asking forever. But uh, better late than never. And it's it's crazy too because like right before I started recording this podcast, like uh, Sony confirmed that they are working on the PlayStation Five and like some details came out. But I didn't put it in the notes because uh, it was kind of like a last minute thing. I was like, I, we'll, we'll talk about it on the Game and Illuminati podcast. But anyway, yeah, you can change your name on the PS4 now. Uh, it's free to change your name. The first time and then it's ten dollars after uh the reason i wanted to start the podcast up and start the podcast off by bringing this news up is i just want to let everybody know if if i get a friend request from somebody named with nipples out no doubt you're getting banned you're getting blocked you're getting blocked if i get a if i get a friend request from somebody named crusty ankles 45 you're getting blocked if i get a friend request from somebody named naked nigga in ugg boots 95 no naked nigga in ugg boots 69 you're getting banned this is a new lease on life this is a chance for you to get a nice username a nice normal username you sending me a friend request with that weird shit you getting that ass banned that, that's the only reason i wanted to talk about this because motherfuckers motherfuckers get a second chance and they still fuck up so think about it if you're gonna change your name okay a lot of names out there pick a good one because i don't I swear to God, I'll fuck it. My, ooh, I'd be ready to block a motherfucker. <laughs> um, also, shout out to the uh, 2K League, if you're unaware. The uh, 2K League second season kicked off. They had the draft a few weeks ago, like a month ago or something like that. Um, the league's going on. A fight broke out, and that was like big news on Twitter and in the gaming community and stuff like that. Um, professional esports players are now getting into fights, scandals, drug scandals, and sex scandals and stuff like that. But yeah, shout out to the 2K League. They out there fighting on stage and shit in front of thousands of people, man. That's really good look for gamers. Uh, no, nah, I'm joking. <laughs> It sucks that that happened, though. It sucks that that happened, but shout out to the 2K. <laughs> I just wanted to make a joke about it. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Um, Like I said, the reason I didn't put the PlayStation 5 news on the notes is because we have a lot to talk about today. Like, these are some very detailed, intricate notes, and it could become a short episode. I could be talking out of my ass. I don't know, but uh, it feels like I have a lot to talk about today. Um, Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about that game, man. We're going to be talking a little bit about the movies and TV and stuff. A little bit of anime. I forgot to put this on the fucking notes last week on the last episode. So I was like, whatever. We're just going to put it on this one. And then a little bit of that music and uh, what's the name? I really didn't get any good life questions. So whatever. We ain't talking about none of that shit. So, oh, well, I uh, submit some original questions and maybe I can answer them. But most of y'all be asking the same shit over and over, which is what I talked about on my last podcast. But then y'all have the nerve to ask it y'all have the nerve to ask me questions and then you don't listen to the show it was like if you listen to the show you know i've answered that question already and it's like i'm not going to keep repeating myself because then i'm not producing any type of content worth listening to you feel what i'm saying all right i'm done ranting all right let's get into the gaming all right so the first thing i want to do is kick off the gaming section is we got a couple game reviews we got to do we got to knock them out of the way because we're killing two birds with one stone recording the podcast and we're doing a goddamn game review um uh since the last i want to say since the last podcast uh like since a few podcasts ago i beat devil may cry if you follow me on twitch.tv slash the black okage you would know that follow me on twitch 
um i beat devil may cry 5 really dope game um if you're unfamiliar with how i'm going to do these reviews in the podcast uh, i'm just gonna i wrote down some positives and some negatives i'm gonna give a final recommendation and my recommendation is based off the current price of the game and i looked it up before i started recording the current price on amazon is 60 dollars um so that's how i'm gonna do it uh i listen to y'all feedback i'm gonna try to stay on point and just get to my negatives and my, my positives and my negatives um so we could just knock it out of the way. Um, so Devil May Cry 5, Dante's back alongside uh, his son Nero and then V. Um, I'm going to be honest. Let's go ahead and just talk about the story. I, I don't know what the fuck was going on in the story in this game. Um, I, it, Devil, I looked it up. Devil May Cry 4 came out in 2008. And to be honest, I I did not remember what the fuck happened. Uh, and it sucks too because, and this is my fault. So don't think anybody don't. I don't want anybody thinking that I'm knocking the story because I was still somehow entertained by the story, even though I didn't know what was going on. It was probably because the voice acting was really good and the cutscenes were really good. And this is one of those. This game was very well produced. That's like the first compliment I can I can give. But anyway, I don't know what happened in the story because Devil May Cry Four came out in 2008, and I don't remember what happened. And there was a there was a what is it called a synopsis at the beginning, a summary that tells you what happens in the previous games. But apparently I accidentally clicked past it and I was too lazy to watch it again. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go into this blind and press buttons. And I'm going to be honest. If you watch me on Twitch.tv slash the Black Okage, extraordinary things happen when I press buttons. So um, it seemed like the story was good. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the good news is I don't play Devil May Cry for the story. So let's get into the gameplay. Um, like I said, the first compliment visuals looks great. Um, second compliment for Devil May Cry or positive. There are three playable characters in this one. You got Dante, Nero, and V. Um, oh my God. Okay. So Nero, he has, he plays a little bit slower. He's more heavy hitting. And then he has like this mechanical arm with all these different abilities that you constantly unlock. He was honestly my least favorite to play out of the three. Uh, a lot of people in the Twitch chat told me that that was their favorite, but I think it comes down to preference. I personally didn't like him just because I feel like, I don't know, like his personality contradicted his fighting style. He was much of he was like a shit talker, kind of like Dante, but, and like he ran fast, but then like he swung really slow and his, his dodge mechanic was kind of weird. Like he wasn't terrible. I don't want anybody saying that he was, I, I, I don't want anybody thinking that I think he was absolutely terrible character. He was just my least favorite out of the three. I, I just, I, I caught myself thinking, okay, when can I get past this, uh, this narrow section? Um, my second favorite character to play was V he's the range character. Um, what's the name he he can summon this uh like panther this black panther shout out to t'challa um yeah so he can he can summon t'challa and he can summon this bird that like speaks to him these deep they both like demon birds and kitty cats they can speak to him and he, he attacks from like a range and um i was told that he's the easiest character to play i don't know how true that is because a lot of people in my twitch chat said that they had a lot of trouble playing him he is a little weird at first um compared to the other two characters but personally i took a liking to him just because at least when i play like MOBAs, uh, I know MOBAs have nothing to do with Devil May Cry, but just hear me out. When I play MOBAs, I usually play tank or like range characters, and I just naturally tend to be good with range characters. Um, cause when it comes to range characters, it's all about spacing and timing. Um, so I was naturally just kind of good with V, and so I enjoyed playing him a little bit more. Um, but my favorite character to play was, uh, Dante. Dante has like a million, I honestly, if I could, I would have preferred to play Dante the whole fucking game, uh, especially because he he had the most weapons in the game, the most weapons, the most abilities that you can cipher through. 
and it made him the most complicated character to play he was so much more complicated to play compared to the other two characters because he had so many different ops i don't want to say complicated but versatile and you wanted to spend more time trying to mix it up and master his uh, combos and because he had so much versatility in my opinion he was a lot more fun to play like this dude at any moment you could be slashing someone with a with a sword and then you could pull out a motorcycle on a ride and run people over and shit and he had like these these boxing gloves these demonic boxing gloves that you can knock motherfuckers out he was just a lot of fun to play he was breakdancing all over the floor he had a cowboy hat with a fucking lasso and shit that shit was fire bro the shit was fire playing as dante and that's kind of one of my that's one of my compliments like you there's three characters and each character plays vastly different and it gives a nice little spice of variety and i think there's something there for everybody and what was really dope about the three characters that is in the game um it ha i think it only happened once or twice but there's moments in the game where like you get to pick and choose who you want to play you can play as either v or nero and there's like a branching path so there's like some replayability there which we'll get into later um yeah so uh third com uh third positive if oh by the way if you're wondering why i'm not giving any negatives because i only have one negative so we're kind of just going down the, i mostly only have positive shit to say about this game spoiler alert um i'm just gonna be running down the positives and then the one negative i'm gonna give it at the end um my third positive is the combo system i mean it's devil may cry this game is all about creating combos um doing sick shit juggling people in the air uh and combining your guns with your different abilities and just seeing how long you can go until you can get that s tier that ss or that triple s tier um it's all about the style and that's another thing like pulling off a sick combo and then hitting the style button and doing a taunt to taunt your enemies it's a lot of fun to pull off these sick combos and it just does a lot it does a really good job of making you feel like a badass if anything uh devil may cry 5 it made me wish that there were more hack and slash games because this is one of this is one of my favorite genres of games and i feel like it's very underrepresented in 2019 and in other recent years um platformers and hack and slash games i love them um but it's not like it's not like a a a it, it it still takes skill because you have to sit there and learn the timing of the different moves and how to create stylish combos so it, it's 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 stylish but it's still skill based and i really appreciate that and that's why i love games like this and bayonetta so shout out to the combo system um and it's there's a lot of customization in the combo system um you, you collect red orbs and then whenever you reach a uh a checkpoint the the chick pulls up in the van and you can customize and pick new abilities and upgrade them so you're constantly unlocking things and it constantly feels like the game does a good job of constantly making you feel like you're accomplishing something and unlocking new moves which i appreciate um and i might as well just talk about it, it was the last thing that i had on the positives but that the combo system kind of goes into the replayability because the combo system is so intricate you want to you want to actually master it um and it's going to have you if you actually care about this stuff it's going to make you want to replay the game over and over and over especially because another positive there are dope boss fights in the game um boss fights where the scaling is very big i like boss fights where you fight big ass monsters and creatures and shit and it's like big it feels like the world is against you and the game does a really good job of that there were some ones that i didn't like the, oh well there were ones that i enjoyed more than others but the boss fights were sick in this game and mainly because i enjoy the scaling of the boss fights they're really big creatures that you had to learn how to uh dodge and combo up and each one required its own different strategy um and they weren't they weren't hard, but they weren't easy. It was that nice little difficulty if you were playing on normal. Um, and this is this is this is uh, this is my uh, last positive. This one's gonna be kind of weird, but this game is short. I know, I know. Why would that be a compliment? The game is short. That's a positive for me. I'm sorry. At 28 years old, and older folks can probably you. If you're not older and you're listening to this, you'll probably never understand this. 
but I'm sick and tired of every game being 100 fucking hours. It was nice to play a 12 to 15 hour game that was super polished. I didn't encounter any fucking bugs. It was visually great. The voice acting was great. I knew where to go and I could just focus on the gameplay mechanics and it always felt like I could finish it. I appreciated that it was short and this kind of and it kind of feeds into my other compliment I was talking about with the replayability because it's short and the combo system is intricate. The game is more so about learning the combos and being st stylish and just growing your your, your combat repertoire. Rip, I sound like it's a reptar repertoire. Um, basically, it's a Devil May Cry game. Uh, <laughs> If you've played Devil May Cry, I mean, you kind of know what to expect here. It's Devil May Cry. Uh, if you if you haven't played one, it's a hack and slash game, and the combo system is something that you need to master. But I really enjoy the fact that the game is short. I know that's weird. Um, my one negative for the game is the camera. Uh, this is probably gonna piss some people off. Some people are gonna disagree with me, but uh the camera was 50 50 in this game and it, it more so became a problem in a when you were fighting large swarms of enemies and b uh during boss fights it could be annoying um but only certain boss fights not all of them but with the with large swarm of enemies the camera could be a pain in the ass because it's like it's like the semi-fixed camera it's i don't want to say it's fixed because you can turn it at any time it just spaz it out it just spazzes out mainly when you're like close to like um corners or walls a lot of times if you get swarmed the camera will just spaz out and it doesn't know what it wants to do and you're trying to focus on dodging and then it's especially bad when like an enemy's behind you and you can't there's like no type of indication or anything like that uh, the camera will just spaz out and there's like one boss fight it was it was fucking awful you had to fight this big ass like machine with like eight legs or some shit like that and the camera was just spazzing out because you had to scale the thing and that shit was just a pain in the ass but i mean some people would argue at this point that's the charm of devil may cry or that's just what devil may cry is i guess it's kind of hard for me to like adjust to that game's camera because i love bayonetta 2 so much uh and i feel like the camera in that game was much better um but i guess it comes down to preference i just thought the camera it was 50 50 i'm not saying it was flat out terrible but there are going to be moments where i feel like you you're going to be annoyed and i talked to other people and they said the same thing there's going to be moments where you're going to be annoyed with the camera because at points it can get very fixed or it'll just spaz out on you because it doesn't know what to do but all in all that's honestly me nitpicking um the game is very polished the voice acting the combat the visuals the customization the multiple characters um it's all really good it's 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 almost baffling that like it's like i was making notes for this and i was like i don't really have much negative to say about this game and that's really weird to say in 2019 because a lot of games be launching with so many problems like it's just refreshing to play a game that really didn't have many problems and you could tell this was a labor of love and in my opinion devil may cry 5 is easily one of the best games of 2019 um I don't know if I want to call it a game of the year contender yet because we're still a little bit early in the year, but uh, don't be surprised if it's like a top 10, top five. Um, I, I like the game. I, it's easy for me to recommend Devil May Cry 5. If the game is $60, I recommend it. If you're listening to this and at the point it's $30, I recommend it. It's a lot of fun to play. Um, but oh, you know what? I'll say this. I, my recommendation is yes and no. If you're like, if you love hack and slash games and you know you're gonna replay it a lot and try to master the combo system, then yeah, get it for 60. But if you know you're just gonna play through it once because the game is short, maybe wait till it's $30. That doesn't make it a bad game. I'm just letting y'all know ahead of time that the game is short. It's gonna take you like 10 to 15 hours to beat it depending on your skill level, unless you're absolutely trashed and it might take you 20. Uh, I think it took me like 12 hours to beat the game. Um, 
what's the name so yeah like if you know you're just gonna play through it once and then put it down then maybe wait till the price drops but if you love hack and slash games like me then absolutely this game is worth six dollars it's one of the best games of the year so shout out to devil may cry 5 uh, nothing but mostly positive shit to say about it um and those are my those are my thoughts on devil may cry 5 um we're gonna do a division two review in this same podcast but before we do we're gonna get into some other topics i wanted to space it out i didn't want to keep going with uh more reviews um so next thing that i want to talk about on the podcast oh my fucking god this news came out the way and oh my god apparently there is some rich guy nobody 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 knows who nobody knows who he is nobody knows nobody knows who knows him i don't know who knows him this guy is like a silhouette creature a creature a silhouette figure in the background on some illuminati shit this nigga this this rich dude he looks like fucking he looks like a, a a locked character in super smash bros he's a silhouette figure nobody knows who he is this rich dude apparently wants to organize a real life battle royale event i repeat a real life battle royale event apparently he reached out to some event organizers he said yo i got that bread let's get 100 people let's drop down to an island and on that ass boy yeah now you might be thinking this is uh pretty exciting i'm not i'm not gonna lie when i first read the headline i got pretty excited i'm like hell yeah blood and carnage and the hunger games on tv let's fucking go and then it turns out that this motherfucker want to do it with airsoft guns and shit like that i'm like listen bro bro i i get it i'm, I'm joking listen <laughs> I don't really want to see nobody die. I'm joking. I'm joking. All right. So what? 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 By the way, I'm not joking. This is the real thing. So some millionaire wants to organize a real life battle royale. Um, apparently he wants to gather 100 people onto an island for a three day weekend event. Um, basically he drops you off on an island. There's gonna be loot all over the place, and you um, they're gonna be playing with airsoft guns, and you're gonna have to wear a like touch sensitive vest. And once you get hit like a certain number of times, then you're out. I guess. It's like glorified laser tag with airsoft guns. Um, and during the, during the nighttime, they'll be able to camp and they'll be supplied like food and uh, tents. And they'll have to sleep outside. Um, I think this would be really entertaining to watch because if you remember in the early 2000s, the popular show was Survivor. Um, and honestly, this is like a spin on Survivor. This is Survivor. This is Survivor 2019, like the extreme edition. Like imagine tuning into like your favorite television channel. Nobody watches TV anymore. So imagine tuning into Netflix <laughs> and like it's just like the show just starts off with like, hi, I'm Ludacris and this is in real life battle royale. And he's like walking down the aisle like a big ass plane. And you can see all the contestants sitting there up against the plane. You know, what I'm talking about the big military pains that's like in every fucking Marvel movie or like action movie. Uh, and they're just ready to parachute out that bitch. And he's just basically explaining the rules. And then after he explains the rules, Ludacris just fucking pushes everybody out the plane. Ah! And look, to make it more interesting, to make it like real life battle royale. They have to be naked. I'm dead ass serious. Like Ludacris, you don't have to touch them if they're naked. I understand because people, some people don't shower, especially nerds. But make them naked. Like if you, if you have to, TV, just just blur their bodies out. They have to jump out the plane naked, dangling out, coochie out, everything. Like if 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 you're on your period, you're not allowed to play. Okay. If if you got if you got fucking the clap, 
or crabs on your balls, you're not allowed to play. But everybody else, regular bodies, you're allowed to play. Listen, so you're flying out. Or if they can't do it naked, just put them in fucking underwear, okay? Like, but it has to be like embarrassing underwear, like tidy whities <laughs> and Gucci cutters <laughs> and like grandma diapers and shit. So they're flying out the plane butt ass naked and shit. They land on the ground, they roll in the dirt and shit like that, man. And then they just got to run throughout the island. How big is the island going to be? That's the question. They, they run it throughout the island. They got to find guns. They got to find food supplies. They got to find, oh, put vehicles, put vehicles in that bitch, bro. And it has to be like, it can't be like Jeeps and shit, like World War II Jeeps. No, you got to put Ferraris and Lambos and spaceships in that bitch. And with loud ass speaker systems, bro. Imagine fucking somebody like finds a fucking lambo and that bitch got a nice speaker system in that bitch and he listened to the fucking 21 savage just rolling down the island shooting at the motherfuckers 21 21 can't leave without it you remember that joint can't leave without it that shit would be hard bro i'm telling you i'm telling you um and then also so i think i think um they said that the winner would get like three hundred thousand dollars in money so yeah put man you gotta if you want people to participate in real life battle royale let's bump it up to a million this dude said he's a millionaire drop a million i know there's gonna take a lot of money to organize this event but if this event is like a real thing that you're trying to do money should not be an issue you should be able to you should be able to easily get investors because people if it's one thing i know is people like to watch a train wreck because it's not y'all are thinking about this on a surface level you're thinking about it on a surface level like get off the surface we're going deeper we're going dig dug deep you feel me that's how deep we going what i mean is it's not just gonna be niggas shooting at each other and shit it's gonna be people fucking they're also gonna be there's gonna be love there's gonna be drama there's gonna be people fucking fighting like People gonna get on the island and like, cause you know, motherfuckers is always horny. People gonna fall on the island. They gonna be butt ass naked. And one dude gonna look at a dude and one chick gonna look at a dude. And I, did I say one dude is gonna look at a dude? Who knows? Maybe I don't know what you went to. Live your truth. I don't know. But <laughs> people gonna look at each other and they're gonna get sexually aroused. And then they're gonna try swapping gear. There's gonna be like, there's gonna be like a store, a love storyline. It's not just gonna be about the final arc of winning the prize money of being the last man surviving. There's gonna be love arcs. And it's gonna be like a fucking anime. I'm telling you, bro. I swear to God, whoever is trying to organize this joint, hire me. I got you. Let me let me let me take on the social media account. I got this, bro. I'ma hype this bullshit up. Like on this episode of In Real Life Battle Royale, Peggy falls in love with Daryl. I, I never had some black dick before, but once I got on the island, I just knew that I had to. I'm telling you, that shit would be fire. But um. Anyways, what what am I talking about? I don't know. I, I I know I apologize for that little rant that I just going on. Um, the point I'm trying to make is it's crazy. The Hunger Games is really really coming. They didn't confirm. They didn't confirm that this real life battle royale is actually going to be a thing. But they this company this like organization this uh some company in the UK this I guess it's like a promotion company like they did confirm that they got an anonymous person to reach out an anonymous rich dude reached out I guess he didn't want his identity he didn't want to be identified and he said he didn't want to put people together and throw them on the island and let them fight if it happens put it on fucking TV YouTube Netflix Hulu something fucking Disney Plus I don't know we're gonna put that on it we're gonna talk about that later but I'm telling you I'm for it just you know you gotta you gotta get ludicrous as the host <laughs> because first of all the show is ludicrous already <laughs> uh but then second you gotta let them jump down naked and you have to limit the weapons and the food okay and when they do find food it has to be shit it just to fuck with the contestants 
put food on the island, but it has to be food that fucks with your stomach, right? Like for fucking, I don't know, for like Hispanics and black people, put Mexican Mexican food everywhere. Well, it doesn't matter if you're Hispanic or black, because that's going to fuck up your stomach regardless, but they're going to be attracted to it. Put fucking, just fucking Mexican food everywhere to fuck with everybody's stomach and make them shit all over themselves. That would be crazy drama. And then for fucking like the white people, like don't, don't, don't put any gluten-free food. If there's no gluten-free food on the island, white folks are going to go crazy, bro. I swear to God. Listen, I'm, yo. I'm done. I'm done. I'm giving too many ideas. I'm giving too many ideas. They're too good. All I'm saying is don't be surprised if y'all find out that there's a real life battle royale show coming. I don't want to get too many of my ideas, but it's too many. It's too many. My ideas are too good. And I feel like I should get paid for these ideas. So rich, rich anonymous guy in the background looking like a black silhouette, looking like a lot character in Smash Bros. Reach out to me. My email is tbh at gamingilluminati.com or at, reach me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. Um, and let's chop it up. Let's chop it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, look out for that. Look out for that. Look at that. Um, uh, other gaming news that I got for today is um, a new Assassin's Creed is the Assassin's Creed rumor mill is now uh, starting to spark up. And y'all know, if you don't know, if you never listened to this podcast or another on my game and Illuminati podcast, check that out. It's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that. Um, I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan. Uh, I spent like 125 hours on Assassin's Creed Odyssey before I even reviewed it. That's how much I love Assassin's Creed. Like, I will play the fuck out of that game. Same thing with uh, Assassin's Creed. What was it? What was the one before that in Egypt? Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. I spent like 100 hours on that one, too. Um, I played every Assassin's Creed. Um, so the rumor is that the next assassin's creed uh there's no assassin's creed that's coming out this year but there's one that's definitely coming out in 2020 uh ubisoft announced earlier this year that they're taking a break with assassin's creed because they wanted to focus on quality that's why we've uh, had a string of good assassin's creed games with origin and odysseys because they've been taking breaks like a year break in between and just focus on a quality product um and the latest rumor is that the next assassin's creed will be set in the viking era um and this rumor starts with and i can i don't i can't say i can confirm that it is going to be in the viking area because ubisoft has not confirmed that but i can say i can confirm that i found this easter egg playing the division um so playing the division there's an easter egg in the game in one of the camps there's a post there's a poster of and it says like come to valhalla and it's like this viking dude and he's holding a piece of the apple of eden and like in the rumors that came out in the articles like some gamers found this before me and the articles started publishing about it um but the images were always blurry but i ended up finding and totally by accident i think i found it on stream too um on stream i found the actual poster of the viking and he was holding a piece of eden and from a distance you couldn't really tell it was just kind of like a golden orb but i play a sniper and snipers are not that common in the division two for whatever at least none of my friends play sniper so i was like wait a minute so i pulled out my sniper rifle and i used a scope to zoom in on the image and what's crazy is i think ubisoft did put this there in purpose because a lot of times when you play these games i don't know if y'all notice a lot of times when you play games and you try to zoom in on like family pictures that are in the room or stuff like that or like pictures like the developed it a lot of times it'll be pixelated and it's hard to tell you could tell it's a human or like a family or like something's there in the in the frame but you can't really tell but with this poster when you zoomed in with your sniper rifle the image was clear as day i zoomed in on what he was holding that was clearly a piece of eden and i'm like okay the uv saw cinematic universe is real let's go so the rumor now is assassin's creed is going to be set in the viking era and that's kind of what set it off and because it was in the division two and for those of you unaware what i mean by the ubisoft cinematic universe they're finally doing what i suggested years ago they're starting to connect their games i know that um ghost recon wildlands and the um 
what was it uh rainbow six siege they're connected the division the division is connected to assassin's creed um what's the name there were there were uh if you didn't play the division not the division one but if you didn't play uh no Watch Dogs is 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 connected to assassin's creed and Watch Dogs one and two if you walked around you could use your phone to like scan people and it would give you info about them and like if you looked around you would find like templars and shit like that well it said that you would find people that worked for abstergo and abstergo is if you're familiar with assassin's creed spoiler abstergo is the modern day front for the templars the ancient order that's trying to take over the world so in Watch Dogs you could find templars Templars in the world if you scan the right people. Um, so it's it's already it's the, the Ubisoft has already been hinting that the world is connected, and now there's this poster. It's exciting to see. I just don't know how I feel about how Vikings. I don't know if I want to play as a Viking. I don't want to totally dismiss it because God of War was set in Valhalla or whatever the Viking world. I don't know. I don't know nothing about Vikings. I'm black. Uh, <laughs> is Thor gonna be in the game? Because uh, I'm not gonna lie, if I get to play an assassin that gets to beat Thor's ass, I'm not gonna lie, that shit would be fire. Because from my understanding, the Thor that's in that's that's portrayed in the Marvel universe is totally different from the Thor of traditional uh, mythology. Um, apparently, the real Thor was like a fucking asshole or some shit like that. I think the God of War one is like more. First of all, none of this shit is real, but if it were real, that's closer to the source material for mine. Don't don't quote me. Don't quote me. Don't quote me. I don't know. I don't know. I just that's just what I heard. But I heard that that's like, you know, like <laughs> so like if if it is going to be set in the Viking era, am I going to get to fight Thor and Odin and Loki and shit like that? Because I'm not going to lie. That's going to be I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. And it's and it don't say it's not possible because an assassin's creed odyssey they said fuck it fuck it fuck it we're going off there was always a mystical element uh to assassin's creed uh with the apple of eden and them trying to control the world with those little magical abilities but with assassin's creed odyssey they really went off the deep end you was fucking teleporting on the map and shit just doing all this crazy shit so it's like at this point it seems like ubisoft with the assassin's creed franchise they've kind of strayed away from trying to be historically accurate they still use history to create a beautiful setting, but it seems like their focus more is about having fun with their gameplay. And if they really take it to Valhalla, then like this is a chance to make some really fun and dope gameplay. Like if they take that kind of mystical route. Now, if it's more of a route that's rooted in truth and like history, I feel like that might be kind of boring. I don't know, just like because Vikings were fucking cavemen and they didn't have good hygiene and they just. Ooga booga, they just hit each other and shit. So I don't know. It depends on what their approach is. I'm 50 50 on the fence. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give Ubisoft the benefit of the doubt because the, their batting average is pretty high right now. The last two Assassin's Creed games are really good. I really did enjoy them. If you haven't played uh Origins and Odyssey, I really recommend it. They did a great reboot. What's well, not a reboot, but well, it's a reboot to the gameplay. Um they've done a great job of kind of spinning things around. So I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. Um and plus they had an extra year to work on the game, so we'll see. Just wanted to put that out there. Assassin's Creed Vikings. It's possible. We shall see. We shall see. Um. So the next thing I want to talk about in the gaming section of the podcast. This one is a question that comes from Twitter, and it comes from Isaiah Pool. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mister Underscore I Keep It Real. Um. And he asked, should Sekiro have an easy mode? Um, so just to reference why he even asked this question, there's been a lot of articles coming out of people from very prominent websites. Uh, I know one dude wrote an article saying that he used cheats to, uh, beat the game. Um, another person said that they couldn't beat a game and there should be an easy mode. So it's more accessible and people can enjoy the game. Um, 
so there's kind of sparked this whole argument oh and then also some hackers hacked into the pc version and created like some hacks to make the game easier so there's been it sparked this whole conversation about should Sekiro have an easy mode and that's kind of why he's asking and wants my opinion um my question my my answer is no and this is coming from somebody that this is coming from somebody who sucks at the fucking game um I'm trash at Sekiro. I don't. I don't have no problem like admitting that I'm trash at from software games. Um, although I do enjoy Sekiro way more than the uh, the Dark Souls series. But anyways, I don't think it should have an easy mode just because at its core, Sekiro was designed from top to bottom or bottom to top. Which order? What? Whatever order. It doesn't really matter. Uh, what am I talking about? From top to bottom, it was designed to be a difficult game, and that's kind of the charm of the game. And if you remove the difficulty out of the game then you won't get that satisfaction of beating all the bosses and the enemies and the story and stuff like that it's almost like what's the point of the, it's almost like taking it's like taking the driving out of forza and all you can do is just run it's like why it's not a forza game at that point it's a fucking track and field game it's track and field on the nes if you remember that um <laughs> so it's and, and and i think i think these articles coming out where people are demanding an easy mode and secure speaks larger to a problem that i have with the internet period i think i've talked about this on stream a little bit but we go ahead and document it on the fucking podcast the problem with the internet is there's so much shit going on and everybody is so focused on getting views that it kind of it kind of makes people throw everybody wants to share their opinion on shit and they look dumb because they want to get views this is one of those things is like this is for a certain sector of the this is for a certain sector of the hardcore people in the gaming community and that's okay like you're not good enough to i can i can say that like the reason i suck at Sekiro or any of the souls games is because i just get bored when i get to the boss fights i like in Sekiro at least because i love stealth games i have fun like traversing the the uh, the world and kind of stealth taking everybody down and then fighting when i have to i just get bored when i get to the boss fights because then like the boss fights it becomes like this rhythm thing and then once i figure the rhythm out it's no big deal it just becomes like they're they're like bullet sponges because a lot of times with the boss fights they can hit you like 10 times and you have to sit there and counter and then you can only hit them once or twice and that's just kind of boring to me to be honest um so then i i find myself getting bored and i don't want to play the game and i can only play it like in short spurts but for people who just don't want to admit they they fucking suck at the game um you look stupid like you don't need to comment on everything yo like from from the moment they announced this game they said they from software said Sekiro is the hardest game they ever made and you have the nerve to come out and this is the way that this is the way that they designed the game you have the nerve to come out and see that there should be an easy mode so that it's more accessible to other people it was never designed to be accessible to everybody and I feel like it's really annoying and really just arrogant for people who have no type of creativity or artistic value to try to tell people what their art should be like this is their art this is they put their foot down and this is how they wanted to paint the picture and you're upset that they painted a really well picture and the picture just isn't for you if that makes sense um and it feels like game developers cannot win they can't they can't win they can't win you take a, you take a look at a game like fucking Take a look at a game like fucking Anthem where it had a ton of fucking problems and it was being criticized because it didn't know what it wanted to be. And on the other side, you have fucking Sekiro, a game like Sekiro where 
they said exactly what the fuck it was supposed to be and you guys still criticize it and you get mad because you can't play it everything is not for everybody and when you feel like you need to share your opinion on everything that's when you start looking fucking stupid bro and that's why i i don't like i don't review a game like fucking dark souls or Sekiro. like i might try it and i might play it but i know that like i'm not the type of person that should be reviewing that type of game because i'm not an expert in that field and it's it's not fair it doesn't do the art justice um so basically what i'm trying to say is just shut the fuck up bro the game is not for everybody and i'm not talking about isaiah the person that asked the question but the people that are making these articles bro what do you mean you used hacks you didn't even play the game like and, and the funny thing is like the game does have a story but like nobody come on come on come on come on let's be real here nobody plays Sekiro for the fucking story if you did good for you you're part of the two percent the one two people but most people are playing it because they wanted to overcome something and if you get rid of the main reason that everybody's playing the game like no <laughs> nobody sit nobody is sitting around the water cooler to talk about the fucking cutscenes in Sekiro. We're taught we're sitting around the water cooler to talk about oh shit yo so that happened when you fought lady butterfly oh shit that happened to me too and you're you're comparing experiences and talking about how you defeated that and how you felt when you overcame that and when you eliminate that ability to do that then what's the fucking point of playing the game just shut up go play something else it's okay not everything is for everybody and that's why like i said i don't review everything because i know certain things are not for me um and i wish more people on the internet would understand that we'd have a lot less fucking what is it cancel culture not cancel well yeah cancel culture or what's the word i'm looking for um just pitchforks out people just hating on shit like you know you don't like that type of game why are you reviewing it you're already biased but people are too stupid to realize that certain other people have bias. I can recognize I have biases in certain things, and that's why I don't talk about them. Um, so, yeah, that's my opinion. Should there be an easy mode? Hell to the naw. From software, keep doing your thing. And this is coming from somebody who sucks at the fucking games. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Um, okay. Next piece of gaming thing. Uh, gaming thing. Uh, it's not news, so I guess it is a gaming thing. Uh, we're going to get into this Division 2 review. At this point in which I'm recording this podcast, I have uh, like 50 hours on the Division 2. I finished the story. I beat it on stream. Follow me on twitch.tv slash the Black Okage if you don't believe me. Um, I have 50 hours on the game. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm at the end game. And I feel like these games are kind of hard to review because like even though I beat the game, there's still in-game content. And I've, I've, I've put in a few hours on the end game. Um, just kind of just fill out where it is but it's kind of hard to review because these games are ongoing and at a certain point you have to stop and just share your opinion and i feel like i've played more than enough to kind of share my opinion um but who knows things are subject to change because it's a fucking live action game um live action live service game all right so i got a lot of positives for the division two and a few negatives um but um first things first i enjoy the division two let's go ahead and get that out of the uh way um one the first thing that i liked about it is dc looks real um so for those of you unaware listening to the podcast i am from the dc area not gonna tell you where but you know i've lived all over the dmv i've lived in dc virginia maryland so i know the area pretty well um and i have to say that they ubisoft did their thing they did their thing and it's crazy too you're probably only gonna hear this in this review because i am a native uh, but I have to write it as a positive. They did a great job of recreating DC down to the details. And what really caught my attention is not just the way that it looks downtown. Uh, first of all, if you, for those of you unaware, it's basically just like the downtown touristy areas. So they did a good job of recreating that. But what really caught my attention and the attention to detail was when you go down into the metro system, they got the metro system down to a T. And I'm talking about 
the way the trains look, the way the actual like um, train the uh, the tunnels look, and then also they got our um our map system correctly. Like they had the silver, the fucking red, the yellow, the blue line. They had like all the dots and shit like that. I'm like, okay, Ubisoft, like y'all actually was paying attention. So I have to say kudos to Ubisoft. It's not exactly like DC because it's like a post apocalyptic DC, but like I definitely recognized a lot of shit and I can attention I can appreciate that attention to detail. So shout out to Ubisoft with that. That's the first positive. Um second positive the gunplay feels great um there's a good amount of different guns um and they all feel pretty good for the most part uh, i enjoyed running the sniper rifle and the uh lmg combo or an assault rifle um and what's the name like i don't know what to say like i thought the gunplay was solid in the first one it felt pretty much the same in the second one there's nothing nothing really to complain other than the gunplay felt fine um it's loaded with content it's one of those excuse me oh my god i burped this is an awful podcast um it's loaded with content if you're looking for a game where there's just a shit ton of stuff to do on the map plus there are dailies and there's multiplayer this is the game for you um and just just to give you an idea how much content is on the freaking game the max level before you get into the end game is level 30 uh i managed to get to level 30 before i even finished the story i got to level 30 and then i ran through the story um, cause that's kind of how I like to play RPG. So there's a shit. And the, and the crazy thing is there's still a bunch of side missions on my map. Plus once you beat the game, you get the end game content. The black tusk comes in. So I have a bunch of side missions left over from like the main story. Plus I have the black tusk missions. Um, and then you have daily content, like daily bounties and shit. There's a shit ton of stuff to do in this game. So if you want a game that's going to keep you busy, Division 2 definitely front loaded it with a ton of content. So kudos to Ubisoft for that. Um, another positive and if you're wondering why i keep looking off listing off positives because i have way more positives than negatives um the game is way less bullet spongy compared to the first game that was a big complaint like you would just sit there and shoot at people in the first game and it's like you put four or five clips on them before they die in this game it's much more strategic the heavily armored game uh enemies in this um if you if your team focus fires like let's say the helmet uh, after like a clip the helmet will fly off and then with a sniper like one shot they're dead so it but on the flip side if you just start spraying them then yeah they can last a long time and be bullet spongy but they added like a new strategy into the game where like you have to strategically try to pop off or you can just pop off their arm pop off certain pieces of their armor and you could finish them off that way so it's less bullet spongy and a little bit more strategic i appreciate that um let them taking the feedback to the community um let's give a negative even though there are a lot of the there are a lot of guns in this game this game has the same issue as anthem uh most of the guns are kind of the same like it, it, it there's like there's like three four like sniper rifles like three four assault rifles and the only difference is the color of them like the rarity of them and like they might be like a little bit stronger but there's not like a it's not like borderlands or like destiny where they have like these wild weapons with crazy little uh, special abilities and stuff like that and maybe because the game is more rooted in reality versus fantasy but it would have been nice to see some 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 variety in the weapons versus getting a a blue assault rifle instead of a freaking green assault rifle with plus two on the crit so i would have liked just seen a little bit more variety and speciality in the weapons um what's the name okay so back on the positive sides back on the positive sides um specializations i did just say that most of the weapons uh, feel the same that's true uh but once you finish the game you unlock a specialization i unlock the uh, sniper specialization and it gives you a 50 cal 
Uh, you can also get like this hunting bow or something like this explosive bow. You can get like a special weapon at the end with like limited ammo so you can do crazy damage. It's basically like an alt. Basically, that was cool that they added those little specializations so that it makes the end game a little bit more um, easier once the Black Tusks come in because they're way more uh, tougher. So it was nice that they added these specializations in there. Um, post game support is crazy. Um, eight man raids are about to come out at the moment in which I'm recording this eight man raids that's crazy and from my understanding i think it's gonna be a free update i don't know if everything is gonna be free uh but uh what's the name that's dope that there's gonna be crazy post-game support and we're like only like a month out like so they're rolling out the content and it seems like it's gonna be a lot of fun quality of life stuff in this game is really good this is a positive um just simple stuff in this game that uh i wish other games had like you can fast travel to teammates at any point so like yesterday me ethos and jg were playing right and what's the name i had i had uh, my backpack i have a maxed out backpack where you can hold 100 items my backpack was full and i didn't want to break everything down i wanted to sell it so i could make some money i literally fast traveled to the home base went to the store sold all my shit they were like in the middle of a mission and then i fast traveled back to them and then started playing with them again like and like it doesn't affect their game like they can still do whatever the fuck they want it's literally a shared world which is really dope so i like that little quality of life thing right there um, there's matchmaking at any point in the mission. So before you start a main mission, you can turn matchmaking on by hitting like X on the Xbox controller. Uh, I played on the PC version, by the way, and then it'll turn the matchmaking on and you might not get somebody right then and there. But while you start the mission, somebody just might pop up and then he can help you out, which is really dope. So you never have to play this game alone. And there's open mics. Uh, I made some I made some interesting friends playing this game. <laughs> so shout out to like the quality of life things. I really like that. Um, the abilities, they're cool. Um, this is kind of, I don't want to say this is a positive or a negative, it's kind of meh. The abilities are cool, but it didn't really seem like there was nothing new here. It was all kind of like the same shit from the first game, so I was kind of meh about the abilities. Like, uh, I used the drone, and I used the healing gun, because it was all kind of like, eh. But a positive is this deep customization. There is a deep customization, um, the way you can, you can mod your weapons, uh, skins for your guns, um, skins for your clothes, not skins, but like, like color mods for your clothes. Um, there's a lot of different clothes that you can find throughout the, uh, the world. So you can customize how your character looks, you know, I, I, I just like customization. And of course you can also create your own character. Um, a negative, a negative, uh, in game, in game. Um, I don't know. I do like that the eight man raids are coming, but the, the in game, the way that they hyped it in the trailer, eh, it's not bad but it was just kind of overhyped i think um when, when the tusk the black tusk comes in so here's what happens when you finish the game when you finish the game you save dc and literally a cutscene plays right after of some new like private military known as the black tusk they come in and they basically reclaim dc for themselves and you basically have to finish the game all over again basically once you beat the game new game plus unlocks and you have to rebeat the game on hard that's all that happens a new enemy type is introduced and they're a little bit tougher, but it's the you literally just running through the same missions. That's the end game. Uh, they hyped it up way too much, uh, and I, I would I don't know what I would like to see, but like I don't know, I was a little bit disappointed with the end game. I'm still playing it, still trying to get my loot gear up so that uh, we can get better for multiplayer. But like I don't know, I just thought it would be a little something a little bit more exciting. You literally, it would have been cool maybe if you unlocked like a new part of DC or something so you could explore new areas. But it's literally you're just going through and playing through the same missions on hard basically with a new enemy type. Um, so that was kind of. That was kind of lackluster. Um, positive multiplayer. Got the classic PvP, deathmatch. Um, freaking got like this domination mode um, that you can all play with your friends. Yes, of course you got the uh, the loot, not the loot, but the uh, 
the dark zone um in the dark zone there's been some improvements to that too there's three different dark zones in dc with like they're for like different levels so that at any point whether you're a low or mid tier or a high tier you can play in the dark zone if you like and what's really dope i like is they introduced non-contaminated loot in the dark zone um in the first one it was like basically you go into the dark zone you shoot uh, high-level NPCs, they drop rare loot, and then you had to turn yourself into a target because you had to extract the stuff to the helicopter and people could steal your loot. And this one, they drop a lot of non-contaminated loot, so you literally can just go into the dark zone, take on high-level enemies, and get rare loot, and you don't have to extract. Now, some of it does have to be extracted. It's like a 50-50 thing. But basically, the game does a better job of rewarding you by not making everything contaminated and everything turning you into a target. So I appreciate that little quality of life change right there. I don't know how many people mentioned that, but that, I thought that was pretty dope. Um, negative. This game is full of freaking glitches. Um, it's very well optimized, but it is full of fucking glitches, bro. And the main glitch that I run into every play session and like i'm talking about almost every fight that i encounter is the t-glove the t-glove the t-pose glitch where basically you'll kill an enemy and then he'll freeze and he'll stand there and just do the little t-pose like basically like jesus on the cross or whatever it's like the default pose that game developers use when they're designing characters they'll get stuck in that animation and then you'll think that they're still alive so then you'll be wasting your ammo and shooting them and i'm talking about it happens all the freaking time me and those were talking about that last night and if a certain other game had that same issue you know they get be getting shit on but you know it's not that game so whatever we're, we're sticking to the division that was annoying it, it, and then there's also like i got caught in geometry i got stuck in the map a few times that was annoying um what's the name one mission glitched and we had to restart it that was annoying like this game is buggy do not do not let nobody tell you otherwise this game is very much buggy um you're gonna run into problems and obviously that's gonna improve over time but i'll say this none of it was game breaking for me at least none of it was game breaking so that's good i guess um the game has clans so if you want to play with friends that's a positive um and then like i said the eight man raids that's what i got from my positives um last few negatives let me go down um movement still feels a little bit clunky mainly when you're moving from like um cover to cover the game feels a bit clunky when you're running around it's fine but when you're moving from cover to cover it feels a little bit weird still um and then the melee in the game that game it's like why why is there a melee button it, it's the most unimpactful thing ever uh it's really weird and it's clunky and i wish it did more damage but yeah the melee and the movement still feels a little bit clunky thank god the, the gunplay is good um, and then the last negative is uh, the mission variety. It's a lot of it, it's a looter shooter. There's gonna be a lot of defend the computer missions. Uh, but I mean, at this point, I guess what can you expect? I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking for in terms of mission variety, but uh, it would have been nice. To, I don't know, maybe ride around in a Humvee shooting with the with the ops and shit. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. All in all, I had way more positives than negatives to say about the Division Two. Um, the game is fun. But I will say, if you're interested in The Division 2 and you're looking for my recommendation, I will say that go into this game understanding that this felt like what The Division 1 should have been. And even though I had a lot of positives, most of those positives were kind of like quality. They could qual they qualify as like quality of life changes. It was nothing in here, no feature that was just like... I was never blown away while playing The Division 2, to be honest. It felt like I was going through the motions. Um it felt like what the division one should have been um and because of that i don't know like it, it was it was good it just wasn't great it was it was all right to me um i enjoyed my time with it yeah i think it'll get better over time uh because of that would i would i recommend it yes and no i say this about the division two 
if you understand what you're getting into and you understand that this is basically division 1.5 um then yeah go for it it's worth 60 dollars uh there's a lot of quality of life changes that does make this game better um and then i did enjoy dc because i am a native so you know i had to do it but if you didn't love the division one there you're not gonna like the division two so my recommendation is it worth 60 dollars? yes and no if you if you're interested or you like the division one pick it up if you were never interested in this game or you played it and you were never and you didn't like the division one you're not gonna like the division two because it's it's honestly it's nothing here big it's just it's just very refined and polished i'll say that about the division two and those are my thoughts um hopefully that helped if it didn't oh well you'll be, you'll get over it i don't i don't really give a fuck uh let's see here since the last podcast the whole I, Disney has some event or something like that. I don't know. I'm a grown ass man. I don't pay attention to Disney. I just read the fucking news, bro. I don't turn into Disney day. I'm not going to Disneyland. I'm not going to no fucking spinning teacups on Magic Mountain. I'm a man. But Disney has some Disney day or some shit. Some Disney ass event. I don't know. Something about Donald or Goofy. I ain't no Goofy. Uh, <laughs> and during this event, um, respawn entertainment announced their new star wars game that well they didn't announce they announced it last e3 but they revealed their new star wars game and by reveal i mean they showed a fucking cg trailer uh, if you're unfamiliar respawn entertainment they're the ones who make apex legends uh titanfall they're also they're also uh, the creators of uh call of duty the for those of you unaware respawn is the original infinity ward that infinity ward that's there under activision now is like a shell of itself the main players that were a part of that team the original infinity ward that made call of duty they now do respawn um, but yeah, Apex Legends and uh, Titanfall, that's what they're known for right now. They are coming out with a single-player game that they revealed. It's called Star Wars Jad- Jedi. I can't even pronounce Jedi. Star Wars Jedi The Fallen Order. Um, and I wrote down some notes. And here's kind of the gist of it about what you need to know. So uh, The Fallen Order is an action-adventure game. The main character's name is Cal Kedis, which, <laughs> if you take the last name out... It sounds like his name could be short for Calzone. Uh, I'm hungry. Well, I'm sorry. I haven't eaten yet. <laughs> Yo, pepperoni Calzone sound real good right now, my G. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, his name is Calquitas, which also sounds like Conquistador. Cal. I don't know. Oh, is this Superman's name Cal? <laughs> Yo, this game is going to be super. Um. Anyway, so his, ma- his name is Cal. Um, he's a Padawan. If you're unfamiliar with Star Wars lore, Padawan is basically a Jedi in training. Um, and it's set after Episode 3, after Order 66 is um, can, is not conducted, but ordered. If you don't know what Order 66 is, um, at the end of Episode 3, uh, basically they said they, they're, they're genocide, Jedi genocide. They're going to kill all the fucking Jedis, basically, the, the evil dudes, the Sith Lords and shit. So all the Jedis are being hunted and killed off. Uh, this is So basically this is episode like 3.5 almost, like it's in the middle between 3 and 4 before the Empire has fully risen. Um, and Cal is in hiding, but during an accident, and this is what I got from the, the cutscene, and he's like a construction worker or something like that, and one of his co-workers falls, and in order to save him, he had to use his force powers to save him and like kind of hover him or whatever, or like use his little telekinesis to control him and keep him from falling in the pit. So after he uses his powers, he reveals that he's a he's not a Jedi, but you know, he's force sensitive. Um, so then he becomes a target for the Empire's hit squad. 
um and the way that they def- they define the combat they calling it thoughtful combat but that's just some fancy ass shit basically they just said it's easy to pick up but hard to master so what i'm getting here is devil may cry maybe bayonetta vibes from it where it's going to be a hack and slash game but like it's going to be very combo heavy and intricate and it's going to be it's going to be one of those games where you can be as good as you want to be um and I don't know why this was fucking news. It's really sad that this is news in 2019. But Respawn said that there are going to be no microtransactions and no season pass. This is a single player game where you're just going to play it from start to finish. And like, why is that a thing? Like, that should be off rip. No fucking microtransactions in my damn single player games. Looking at you, Ubisoft. Um, but anyways, the game, it sounds cool. I'm definitely interested uh i like the fact that it takes place after episode three in the order 66 i'm just curious how this is gonna end right because between episode three and four we know what happens the empire rises fucking luke skywalker and obi-wan train together and shit and, and master yoda and shit like that so we know what happens so my thing is like it does he die like at the end because like they're killing off all the jedis and he's not even a jedi he was a jedi in training and also, will this character Cal be established into the the canon? Is this a canon story? Um, I mean, because at the end he could survive, and then maybe he shows up in the new movie that they announced, Rise of the Skywalker. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, that would be fucking crazy if they did that. That would be fucking crazy. Like he's like an old man at this point. And he was in hiding, and he's mastered his skills and shit. But my thing is like, what was he doing during all this? I don't know. My main thing is like, I, I but my gut tells me they're not gonna do that. I feel like they're gonna kill him off the same way they killed off Star Killer, which is if you never played Star Wars: The Force Unleashed, not the second one, but the first one. The ending to the first one was fucking amazing because they tied it into the the original trilogy and you didn't at least i didn't see it coming it was it was a great ending it's one of those endings i do remember really well and this is coming from somebody who's not a big star wars fan at all like i like star wars like lightsabers niggas beating each other up and shit like that but like i've never really been like into the star wars lore like that and i really appreciated that ending in force unleashed um so i'm curious to know what's gonna happen at the end of this game um but I mean, they said it's a story-driven game, so it's one of the things you're just gonna have to go and play. I was a little bit, I was, I was, I'm interested in it. The story and the setting is definitely sounds really dope, and um, they said that this is not a stealth game because some people are asking because he is in hiding from the hit squad on the Empire. They said, no, nah, this is an action game, so there's not gonna be any stealth in it. I personally would have not been mad if they included stealth, like make it an action stealth game, kind of like Assassin's Creed. I would not be mad if they gave you the option to fucking take out the hit squads that are like searching for you using stealth and then fighting when you have to. I wouldn't have been mad at that, but they're saying it's pure action. I'm not mad at that either. It is what it is. It's their choice. Um, I'm just I'm, I'm curious to see how the game is going to play. I, I was disappointed with the reveal because it was just a CG trailer. If you haven't seen it, just go on YouTube and, and search the Fallen Order reveal trailer. Um, it was just CG um so they just kind of gave us the story and i i personally i wish companies would stop doing this where they get on stage during these big events and they reveal they do a quote-unquote reveal of the game and they get the fans hyped and all it is is cg and uh, well it's not cg because they said it was in-game it was the in-game engine or whatever like it's in-game footage it looked like a fucking cutscene, bro and i i motherfuckers want to see gameplay even if it was only like 30 seconds of gameplay give us something to bite on um but if they gave us something to bite on, then we wouldn't have anything to look forward to at E3, am I right? <laughs> so yeah, and I, they didn't say at E3 they're going to reveal the gameplay, but come on, fucking, it's an EA game. They have EA play at E3. Um, they're going to fucking reveal it at E3, the actual gameplay, so I'm curious to see how it plays. I'm also curious to see how long the game is going to be, but I look forward to it. It looks interesting. Um, those are just a little bit of my thoughts. So, so shout out to Calzone. Shout out to the Pepperoni Jedi. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that Jake gonna be fired, though, bro. Um, moving on to the TV movie section of the podcast. Since the last podcast, uh, the the reveal during the little Disney Dollar event. <laughs> Would you like some Disney dollars? Uh, Star Wars: Rise of the Skywalker's first trailer was revealed, and uh, um. I, I maybe because I'm more of a gamer, I look forward to the Jedi Fallen Order, but I just don't care about Rise of the Star War, Rise of the Skywalker. Don't get me wrong, I'm gonna go see the movie, but like I said, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I only included this in my notes because people wanted to hear what I thought. Well, this is what I think. I don't really care. Um, I, I will say this: the big thing in the trailer that got everybody excited is freaking. And I, you know, let, let me tell you why. I especially don't care. I really don't care because after the first one in, the, in this new trilogy, I thought that fucking the black dude was going to be a Jedi. I was like, hell yeah, new black Jedi with a purple lightsaber. But he don't even got a lightsaber, bro. What's, what's the, the one? That, I forgot his name. The one that became that was a fucking evil dude. He was a fucking stormtrooper. And then he became the right hand man of Rey. Uh, the black dude. I, I don't remember his name. You probably screaming at me at this point. You don't know his name? No, and I'm not gonna Google it. I don't care that much. Because um, I was disappointed he didn't become a Jedi. I thought him and Ray were gonna become Jedi's, and who knows? Maybe in the third one he will be. But the movie's called Rise of the Skywalker, so I doubt it. Um, but anyway, uh, the the main thing everybody's talking about in this trailer is because it was mostly like a bunch of ju- jump scenes in it, and like I, none of it really did anything for me. At the end of the trailer, it reveals that the movie's called Rise of the Skywalker. And then you hear someone laughing and everybody's speculating that that's Emperor Palpatine, I think, uh, who was a big, a prominent villain uh, in the other video, in the other movies. So people are like, is he back? Is he back? Is he back? And like, people are like excited. Maybe I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I would be disappointed if we spent all this time building all this time up for us to find out that, cause I mean, it was already disappointing in the last movie when they, the way that they fucking, the way they did Snoke. That was already disappointing, uh, that little plot twist. Uh, I think, in my opinion, it would be a little bit disappointing if we get to the third movie in the trilogy and it was really fucking Palpatine at the end just pulling the strings. It's like we're just bringing a villain back. I, like, I, I thought this was a new trilogy. I thought we were doing new things. I don't know. Also, why is it called Rise of the Skywalker? Did did did, did Luke die at the end or not? I, I, was, I was confused by that. And I saw the movie twice. I was like, is he... Is he a ghost or like, is he, is he Kitty Pride? Did he fucking phase through the wall or some shit like that? I'm just a little bit lost. Just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, so I, I'm curious to see, I don't know. What am I talking about? I'm not even a big Star Wars fan. As long as I'm entertained. If at the end he's back and it's entertaining, I guess it's cool. Like he blows shit up. I'll be happy. Cause you know, that's all I care about. The water, nobody get that shit blown up. Uh, then I guess I'd be cool with it. I just thought, you know. This is the third one in the new trilogy. I thought we were going to do something new here. And it's like, eh, more of the same. But uh, I guess that's what sells nostalgia. Anyways, Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> Am I right? This is, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I'm sorry. Um, let's talk about what really matters. So we talked about Netflix and their price hikes uh, last podcast. And right on the cusp of Netflix announcing price hikes, fucking Disney came out during their Disney dollar event. And announced Disney Plus. Now we knew, we knew, we knew, we knew. It's it was it's, it was the internet's worst kept secret that Disney was coming out with Disney Plus. It's not Disney minus. It's not Disney. It's Disney Plus, which means Disney and more. And because it is Disney and more, it's Disney shit. It's Marvel. It's Star Wars. It's Pixar. 
it's because disney owns all those all that shit um so basically they announced the disney plus uh service which is on the cusp of the announcement of the price hikes in netflix and what's crazy is here's the facts on it right for seven dollars a month 6.99 they seven dollars or 69.99 a year seventy dollars you get all the marvel star wars pixar content including the disney vault meaning the old shit like fucking snow white when she was hanging out butt ass naked sleep with all them dwarves on that freaky weird shit and fucking dumbo with them racist ass crows you know what i'm talking about is dumbo's gonna fly today boss you know what i'm talking about that racist ass shit all that shit is coming back baby let's go um <laughs> fuck that movie bro i'm serious i don't like that shit um but yeah fucking you get the disney vault with all the old shit you get all the new shit with marvel star wars pixar um you get the new shit like the new live action films they said like the new lion king and dumbo is coming to fucking uh netflix which i'm curious by the way that new dumbo that they announced it looks fucking awful i don't want to i'd rather just go to the zoo and see a real a fucking elephant okay i don't want to go watch a cg elephant the shit looks weird um and on top of that it, it, don't don't do the live action dumbo if you're not gonna do the live action racist crow okay because that's what i want to see bring it back yeah we didn't forget disney we didn't forget your race. walt disney is a motherfucking racist we didn't forget your past so if you're gonna bring it back bring it back the right way i want to see cgi racist birds because that sounds funny as shit and i want i just want to see i just want to see the drama i just want to see it i'm not gonna lie i'm listen a wise man once said in the dark night that some people just want to see the world burn and i'm one of them um <laughs> but anyway yeah all the live action shit like uh the lion king and shit that'll be on the service um they said that new films will not go to netflix it'll go straight to disney plus um there will be offline play so you'll be able to download the content and watch it on a plane or on a road trip or something like that um it'll support 4k and hdr um and the service will launch november 12 2019 I'm gonna be honest, uh, if that was just kind of the lineup, the the movies, the Marvel movies, Star Wars, Pixar, and then like the old stuff, I would not pay for this, even if it was only $7. I don't give a fuck about Disney movies. I don't. I don't want to watch Little Mermaid. I am 28 years old. Fuck, I look like laying in the bed with some fucking seashell bras on watching that shit, bro. What the fuck is you talking about? I don't want to watch Dumbo. I don't like nothing dumb. I like, I want to wa watch Smartbo. How about that? Yeah. I don't want to watch that shit. I, I damn for sure don't want to watch fucking Snow White. What the fuck is that movie about? Fucking witch and that bitch ass apple. I don't want to watch this shit, bro. I ain't, I ain't never seen a Disney movie. I don't I don't even know what happened in fucking Finding Nemo. I, I didn't even know he was looking for. I don't know what he was looking for. I don't know why they had to keep swimming. I don't know. I seen it, but I didn't. Maybe. I don't know. I'm a liar and a hypocrite. That's why I watch this shit. <laughs> you don't even watch this podcast. You listen because it's awful. Um but anyway i would not pay for this shit not for that shit um but what i think did catch my eye is they also announced <laughs> don't you love how i go from like a fucking just weird smart ass jokey person to fucking just like super serious that's lit ain't it no it's not but anyway they also announced that there's gonna be original shows um so they announced this one really caught my eye they announced falcon and the winter soldier show <laughs> okay okay disney i definitely want to see some winter soldier and falcon because you remember last podcast i said is the white wolf gonna have to choke a bitch and you telling me i'm about to get 13 episodes of the white wolf about to choke a bitch imagine a show about the winter soldier and his escapades like what what he was doing in fucking wakanda 
while before uh fucking black panther like how they fucking did psychotherapy on his fucking arm and shit not on his head they put like fucking electric shock on his arm and shit and they had to recalibrate it like how you have to recalibrate your ps4 every time you put it after in fucking sleep mode y'all get that glitch you put your ps4 in sleep mode and then that bitch won't turn on and you got to recalibrate that bitch that's what they had to do to fucking bucky barnes arm i swear to god i seen it i swear to god, i seen the script i seen it i didn't but maybe but yeah the falcon show they announced listen they announced the hawkeye show listen disney listen i love marvel but why y'all do that why y'all get that man no nobody would have watched 13 episodes of a nigga pull out a damn bow and arrow and shoot a motherfucker with a bone don't nobody want to see that i'm sorry that shit hawkeye the tv show you mean robin hood nobody wants to watch robin hood did you see the fucking last robin hood movie that shit bombed in the box office fuck that shit but i'm gonna still watch it though i'm lying i'm a hypocrite i'm gonna watch it though um the mandalorian we knew that was coming if you don't know anything about star wars that's like about like something about Django and boba fett or some shit something about them damn space space mercenaries or some shit like that it looks interesting it's not about them i think it's about a new character or something that's from the mandalorian like bloodline or some shit i, I don't know what it's about but it looked interesting i mean it's star wars and, and like a trailer leak it looks like they're putting money into that shit i think that's what really interests me it looks like disney is putting money into this shit um and it may and then at first i was like how could they put so much money into like a high production tv show like that and then i thought about it, i was like well netflix was losing money because they didn't own the punisher luke cage daredevil jessica jones the defenders that was a marvel show owned by disney so they had they had to pay like crazy probably licensing fees disney don't got to pay them fees so they can put more money towards the production once i actually thought about it and broken down so i'm like low-key which is funny because they also announced the Loki show. <laughs> oh, I love when I accidentally do puns. Let's go. Fucking, they also announced a Loki show too. But what's the name? Loki, like I was saying, uh, these Disney Plus original shows could be fire because they've got the money to throw at it. Like Disney is one of the most powerful fucking corporations in the world. And then, like, like I said, they don't have to pay the licensing fees because they own these properties. They just have to basically invest in the production of the show, scripting um you know sets actors they could spend more money towards actually creating the art versus just trying to acquire the license um they announced a loki show i'm i'm like i said i'm a liar and a hypocrite i'm still gonna watch it but i don't know how i feel about loki the show i mean loki is what the god of mischief what is he gonna go around fucking doing graffiti all around new york look at me i'm being mischievous mischievous what is it fucking halloween the fucking tv show i don't, I don't know about that like loki's just gonna run around be like yo you got something on your shirt and then fucking swipe your face and shit that's the loki tv show right there um and then they also said they're coming out with some type of what if show i don't remember the name of it but it's gonna be like some type of what if marvel show an example they gave is like what if peggy turned into a super soldier instead of fucking uh steve rogers and uh sounds interesting i just didn't like that example like nobody cares about peggy peggy carter or whatever the fuck her name is i don't know fuck that show um and then they also said that like fucking disney channel classics are also coming to disney plus so there's going to be lizzie mcguire and you know probably like kim possible and all that shit is probably going to be there um I, i'm not paying for lizzie mcguire <laughs> maybe i am i don't know <laughs> uh and then they also announced new live action movies too uh they said there's gonna be a live action lady and the tramp yo who listen bro who the fuck asked for a live action y'all know what i'm talking about right that movie with them dogs where they kissed with the damn noodles and shit who the fuck wants to watch live action lady and the tramp 
that's literally going to be fucking them filming dogs at the park and shit humping each other that's what lady and the champ live action is going to be dogs at the park fucking each other in the ass hokage thoughts great podcast leave five stars on apple Podcasts for me it really helps the show grow um <laughs> so yeah that's what came with it seven dollars a month i will pay for this i i will i i will not trap out the bandwidth and and allegedly steal this stuff if <laughs> if they have a good lineup um they have to come out the gate swinging they cannot come out the gate with just like the disney vault the old stuff there has to be like at least two original shows for me to start paying for this but if they come out with original shows and they're really good i would pay for it i'm not gonna lie seven dollars a month they are undercutting fucking netflix um, like it's not bad it's not bad disney came out and they came out swinging so i gotta i gotta give props when props are due i have to i have to because i mean honestly i it's it's just it is what it is um so shout out to disney uh once again it launches november 12th 2019 so be on the lookout for that um i'm gonna be seeing how these shows review and i who knows i might subscribe for a month or two i might i'm not gonna lie but yeah i'm tired of talking about a tv and shit so we're gonna go ahead and move on to some more tv i'm talking about anime <laughs> yo i have not talked about anime on this podcast in a very long time but we're back we're back we're back we're back we're back and we're going bad to bad. yeah listen just a brief thing i forgot to talk about this on the last podcast but I started watching Hunter x Hunter or Hunter Hunter. I don't know how to call it. I don't know. Don't kill me, anime community. I know y'all get upset about everything, but washing your ass because your ass motherfucking stink. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I started watching Hunter Hunter. Um, people have been recommending me to watch it for years because if you know anything about me, you know two things when it comes to my anime taste. A, I love dubbed over subbed. It's dubbed Ganga died. Do do do. And B. I love shonen anime. I don't watch anime to find the meaning of life. I don't watch anime to fucking find who I am. I don't watch that. I watch shonen. I watch friendship. I watch romance. And I watch people beat each other up. That's what I like to watch. And I will not apologize for it. Motherfuckers be acting like everything got to be deep. My life is deep. I be in deep shit. I be stressed out. The last thing I want to do is have to fucking turn my brain into overdrive while I watch some cartoons. And yeah, I say the cartoons. If that upsets you, I don't give a fuck. Anyways, Hunter. Hunter, Hunter. I like this show. I like it. As a shonen connoisseur, it's cool. I'm like 20-some episodes into the show. Um, by the way, this is just a first impressions. This is not a review. Maybe we'll come back to it once I finish the show, or I don't even know if it's done or not. I don't know. But this is just a first impression after watching like 20 some odd episodes of it. Um, the last thing that I saw was like Gone was fighting like this dude with like a Beyblade or some shit. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. That nigga kept spinning, bro. He kept spinning the way Trump spins the truth, bro. This shit was crazy, bro. But, um, fucking, yeah, the last thing I've seen is like they're like at some tournament, him and him and Kilowa, I guess. Um, but let's see. Uh, first of all, I like the show. I do like it. It started off kind of slow, but I I think what kept me coming back is I enjoyed the characters and the kind of their relationship with one another. Um, everybody was very different in terms of personality, uh, which brought something uh, to the to the table. And then this shit had a tournament arc. You know, you if it's one thing you know, they love tournament arcs, bro. You. <sighs> Let's add that to the third tier. Yo, I love an anime with a tournament arc. I ain't even gonna lie. This shit had tournament arcs. I like that shit right there. Motherfuckers was fighting. Um, uh, yes, I like the show. Let me see. Who's some of my favorite characters? Let's see. Hunter. Hunter characters. Uh, Gone. First impressions of Gone. I mean, he's just a kid. 
fun loving whatever i don't understand why he wears booty shorts when he fights but whatever i mean he's a kid kids got weird style um kilo is a savage he really about that life he really pulling up he really going in that ass boy um what's that dude with the blue fucking hold on let me go on this page uh i don't i forgot his name the one with the the, the where's the blue that that is upset that his family got killed by like the spider clan or some shit like that i don't know uh, I, he's, he's okay. Uh, what's the name's name cracks me up though. Leorio. <laughs> Just cause it sounds like audio. It sounds like a delicious treat. So I remember Leorio. Um, but like, I, I, I guess, uh, I, the most interesting thing I find about the show is the relationship between Gon and Kiloa because like fucking Kiloa was raised to be a fucking assassin and a prodigy. And all he wants to do is be Gon's best friend. Like, <laughs> like I don't understand. Like his maybe maybe it'll be revealed later in the show his motivations or something like that. But yeah, Kila was interesting to me. Uh, his fat ass brother too. The one was like torturing him in the fucking whatever when they was holding him captive. Oh, another character I really like. She's like a minor character, like a minor character, but whoever i think the creator of yu yu hakushu and yu hakushu is one of the goats fucking and this further proves why this dude is a goat i think he created hunter too the character what was her name um black chick from hunter i'm about to search black chick from hunter uh the black girl from hunter hunter with the fucking dreads uh i loved her uh canary canary first of all i loved her name her name's canary but also i love the fact that this is one of the few black characters that i've seen in an anime where it looked like a real it didn't look racist like because <laughs> you know most of the time with these fucking and you know the japanese people they just don't know any better so like you can't get fully upset but like they be these they be drawing these anime black characters with fucking coon ass lips and afros and just straight dark skin fucking canary was not only a dope character in terms of her personality because she wanted to be Kilo's friend low-key but like she's got that brown skin she's got like believable eyes like and then her hairstyle like she has like kind of like i guess it's like a dreaded like hairstyle it doesn't look it looks believable but it still looks anime at the same time it just feels like they put some actual thought into that character and i wish they would have gave her more screen time maybe they do i don't know when he comes back to the mansion or something like that but uh, the, the family was like, nah, Canary, you can't be friends with Kilua because he's the ma- the future master or some shit like that. And you got to be his protector. You got to be his butler. But I really low-key like Canary, even though she was a second secondary character. Um, the fighting has been dope so far. Oh, Hisoka. Hisoka, yo. Right off the rip, what I really like about the show, very shonen, by the way. And that's probably why I like it. They right from... <laughs> Oh, excuse me. I burped again. This is an awful podcast. Right from the rip, they established that Hisoka was that nigga. He was a little, you know, he was a little out there, but you know, you know, live your truth. I'm not here to judge. We love and let love. You know, we live and let live. I'm not, I'm not here to judge anybody's lifestyle, but whatever type of villain Hisoka was, like, he was that dude. Like, he was beating everybody's ass that I've seen so far, bro. And everybody fears him. And from what I'm told, like, people are saying he's one of, like, the best villains in fucking anime or whatever. I don't know, because I'm only, like, 20-some episodes into it. I did see him fight the dude that he had, like, a beef with from, like, the previous tournament. Uh, and the dude had been training, like, really hard, and he still got his ass beat by Hisoka. He created, like, some... He basically created a bootleg uh, Shadow Clone Jutsu, and Hisoka still beat his ass, bro. Hisoka's that dude. He's just a little bit weird. He's a little bit weird, because he, he reminds me of... um, If you've seen... If you've seen The Flash, he reminds me of a season one's Flash villain. Uh, what was his name? Uh, I can't remember off the fucking... Reverse Flash. I forgot what his name is, like, his actual name. Reverse... I'm sorry, y'all gotta listen to me. I, it's gonna drive me crazy. 
uh reverse flash what was his name oh edward thon yeah he reminds me of edward uh edward thon or professor zoom or whatever the fuck his name is um because in that show his motives were kind of the same as his soka's like he just wanted to see like edward wanted to see uh the flash get faster so that he could uh basically like still i don't want to spoil the thing same thing his soka wants to see go and get stronger i guess and it kind of follows him around it's kind of weird because he's a, like a little boy I don't, I don't know how i feel about that but in terms of him being a badass uh hopefully the show doesn't take a left turn and get weird i don't know i like the show i like the show i like the show i do i do i do you guys are right i should have watched it. i should have i'm sorry oh and another thing that i really like about this yo dub gang y'all got my back bro the dub on this shit is fire i'm tired of fucking people who watch subbed anime talking shit first of all let me get something to it let me get straight if you like sub anime that's cool i just hate people that talk down on people that like dub because nine times out of ten i feel like people who talk down on people who like dub don't even watch dub they they probably watched a dub from like 1999 which back then that shit was trash like you're 100 right but dubs nowadays have gotten so much better and the dub for hunter hunter is it's not bad i like i like the voice of gone kilo all the leodio all the characters so first impressions i am enjoying the show i've seen a couple of decent fights it just started off a little bit slow but i was told it was gonna start slow so i was mentally prepared for that um but not bad i'll finish it whenever i have time i don't really have a lot of time to watch anime so who knows when i'll finish it it'll probably be like two years later when i finally do like a full review after watching like all the three seasons or something like that um so we'll see shout out to everybody for the recommendation of hunter hunter if you guys got any other anime recommendations feel free to uh, tweet me at mr underscore i keep it real um and the last section of the podcast we are gonna talk a little bit about music make me lose control music make me lose control um something i wanted to talk about that's really big in the rap game um the xxl freshman list um it's coming soon and i forgot to talk about this because like this happened like three weeks ago um xxl recorded a bunch of pitch videos for people basically letting rappers get on camera and basically pitch to you the viewer why you should vote for them to be an xxl 2019 freshman and i went through and watched like most of these pitches and um i gotta say like they gotta they gotta change the format on not only just how they pit do the pitches because it's been like this for like a past couple of years they gotta change the format like on the freestyles or something like that they gotta do something because most of these dudes are not rappers yeah 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 like they should be doing that shit yeah like i don't want to yeah i don't want to hear that but uh <laughs> they gotta change the format so like on the pitches i watch most of them and most of these rappers like they basically give them like one to three minutes to basically tell you why you should vote for them and most of them I, i'm telling you i it was like 50 of these bitches i swear to god i watched at least like 30 or 40 of them joints and i swear to god most of them were like why should we vote for you because i'm the shit and literally they would say i'm the shit for like a minute like these people do not know how to talk so if i could like do like a criticism of that like as a viewer if anybody from xxl ever hears this shit please change the format have a certain set of questions to ask them and let them respond to it don't just like basically it just seems like they cut the camera on and say why you should vote for me because i'm the shit it was really one it was like one chick she was like i'm the shit i'm that bitch my music is hot i'm just like what kind of sales pitch is this like this is not making me want to listen to you you look like a fucking fool have a certain certain like say you know i don't know oh i, I don't know what the questions would be i don't know just fucking come out with a certain set of questions so that they can answer them and you can get a better idea of what they and make the videos like three minutes a piece so we can get a better idea of what they because it was only like a handful of people that i didn't know about from this xxl pitch thing that i actually wanted to go i watched their shit and then i went and checked out their music like uh 
I found Bree, uh, was it Bree Stevens? I think from Philly. Her shit is hard. Yo, one thing that I noticed about this XXL list is most of the people that I like that are nominated are females, bro. Shout out to fucking Rico Nasty. Rico, Rico, uh, Coily Ray. I found about this chick. I think she's from Boston. Some of her music is cool. I like her. Um, fucking, yeah. Uh, was it Bree? Yeah, Bree Steves. Yeah, she's from Philly. Her shit is dope. She's got good music and good visuals. Like, the ladies is killing it, bro. The ladies is killing it. Uh, who else was it that I liked on here? Oh, Meg the Stallion. True, true, true. Shout out to, you know, you know, you know, <laughs> y'all already know what's going on. Shout out to Meg the Stallion, bro. I seen on Twitter, bro. She was at a gas station and she was twerking and she had a Todoroki. Uh, she's like half her head was fire and the other half was ice. Like it, it, like Todoroki. I'm like somebody watches Hunter, not Hunter. I'm a fucking idiot. Somebody watches My Hero. I'm like, I see what you did there, yo. Shout out to Meg the Stallion. She's an anime fan, bro. Go ahead now. But yeah, the ladies is killing it this year. There should be multiple ladies, I think. Um, but yeah, these pitches were awful. Guys, just change the fucking format. Um, and why the fuck is Bad Baby on here? Come on, bro. Nobody wants to see that shit. Get that shit out of here. Some of these. I'm gonna stick to what I listen to. That's that. I'll say that about most of these XXL nominations. I'm gonna stick to what I listen to. Uh, but anyways, that's all I wanted to say. Just change the format. I did, it didn't. It didn't really do anything for me. And the music recommendations I got for you guys is uh, I forgot to shout it out, but the homie Anon dropped a new project. Or maybe I did shout it out. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, the name of the project is There Is No Threat. Uh, or is it No Threat? Hold up. What about? What about? Well, it's just like it's just no threat on uh, iTunes, I think. Oh no, it's there is no threat on iTunes and uh, Spotify. It's available on iTunes, Spotify. It's anonymous. The way you spell his name is A N O N Y M U Z, and the name of the project is There Is No Threats. A lot of bangers on there. If you want to hear it, some uh, some different stuff on there too. And then the other project I've been listening to is Anderson Pack dropped a new album. His last album was not very good. Uh, I did not like it. I was disappointed because he's definitely one of my favorite new artists. But he's back in his bag. Anderson is back in his bag. He's got a new album. It's called Ventura. Uh, it's spelled V-E-N-T-U-R-A. Um, Anderson Pack is spelled A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N dot P-A-A-K. Anderson Pack. Um, the first song has an Andre 3000 feature on it. First of all, if you never listen to Anderson's Mac, Anderson Pack's music, if you like, um, if you like like 70s like funk music, you're gonna like his shit. It's like modern funk. Um, that's why I really like it. He plays a lot of instruments and shit like that. But he has his. The first song is called "Come Home" and it has an Andre 3000. It has an Andre 3000 feature on it. Andre 3000 and 2019. All he does is hang out in Soho and he got a feature from Three Stacks, bro. The second song. It has a feature from Smokey Robinson, bro. This is how you know people believe in Anderson Pack. He got fucking Smokey Robinson and Anderson and Anderson and Andre 3000 to come out of the fucking caves and do something. And if you're unfamiliar with Smokey Robinson, you're familiar with his work. You just don't know you're on. You're familiar with it. Fucking anybody who knows anything about. First of all, if you're black and you don't know who Smokey Robinson is, go ahead and turn this podcast off and turn the lights on. Turn the lights off and just sit in the dark. You don't deserve to listen to this podcast. Okay, okay. Smokey Robinson is like responsible for like all the biggest hits from like the doo-wop era. Um, that like your parents listened to and you probably heard it in the car or in the house when you was growing up and shit like that fucking uh but yeah he's got a feature from Smokey um got a fucking features from Nate Dog Nate Dog Nate Dog this, and Brandy where he get Nate Dog vocals from and he got a feature from Moesha Moe Mo to the E to the Moesha I'm for real bro it's only and, and what I really like is that the album's only 11 songs long so it's short and it's sweet 
and this shit is hard i'm telling you this shit is hard if you like if you look at some funky shit some instrumentation listen to anderson pox ventura i'm really vibing with this shit i really like this album um and that's all i got on my notes i'm not gonna sit here and gas this shit up just listen to it give it a play i think you guys will like it it's only 39 minutes according to fucking spotify uh let me look at where, where we at where we at this might be my longest podcast to date my longest episode but we had a lot to talk about i told y'all we had a lot to talk about and to be honest i'm kind of tired of talking so i would like to thank you guys for uh listening to this episode of uh hokage thoughts um follow me on twitter follow me on twitch uh follow me on fucking instagram uh just look up the black okage you guys will find me twitter it's mr underscore i keep it real um and uh, i will see you guys on the next episode of okage thoughts, thoughts.